Welcome to Spirit Pig. This is the show that explores how to live a fulfilled life. I'm Duncan CJ and in this episode I talk to Susanna Hallinan about why the idea of following or finding your one passion is all wrong, the five keys to living a life with passion, the health benefits of being happy, how it's happiness that fuels success, not success that fuels happiness, and why we should focus on our strengths rather than constantly trying to improve our weaknesses. Coming up right now on Spirit Pig. Enjoy. Guys, I am really excited to um, be able to present um, our speaker today. We've got uh, Susanna Hallonen, and uh, Susanna is a coach. She's a motivational speaker, a successful entrepreneur, and athlete aiming for the Olympics. Uh, she's been invited to speak on stage at, I think, not one, but I think two TEDx events, and is the author of the book, Screw Finding Your Passion. Uh, Susanna, thank you so much for being here. This is awesome. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I was, um, I, I've, been, I've been so excited all morning, because, I mean, I think I've, I've really got to like be able to try and get some sort of focus because I've I've wanted to um, I've been watching like I, I just telling you a second ago I've been watching some of your YouTube videos and some articles and you know Huffington Post TED talks and there are so many different topics which um, like we could take this in so many different directions but um, I'm going to try and maybe have a little bit of structure and direction but um, should we um, basically just for anyone who's just not 100% sure what what the term means. Um, you 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 are a um, what's called a, um, a positive um, psycho. You, you study positive psychology, and what is positive psychology? Yeah, um, positive psychology is basically the science of happiness and performance. So it's all these research-based studies, um, case studies, uh, a lot of kind of field studies that have been done now to show what actually makes humans perform at their best. So it's really kind of this new side to psychology that's only been around for maybe 10, 15 years now. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I basically fell completely in love with it when I discovered it because I've always loved psychology, but I thought it was quite focused on the negative. Yeah. Um, but now positive psychology, uh, if we, for example, put it into like numerical terms, instead of looking at how to get someone from minus five to zero, positive psychology really looks at how to get from zero to plus five. So how to actually make us succeed, how to make us perform, how to make us really happy and fulfilled. Yeah, fantastic. I know that um, on you, you've referenced um, a big sort of influence on you uh, was uh, Sean Aker, and yeah. um, I was um, I, I'd, I'd watched it a while ago, but I just rewatched um, this morning his TED talk, and I mean it's it's absolutely hilarious. First of all, yeah, but it's um, it's yeah, it's that idea when um, well, I don't know. It's, I think one of the quotes he said was. Um, you know, how it's actually the way we perceive the world. And 90% of your long-term happiness is predicted not by your external world, but by the way your brain processes it. Yes, um, exactly. And I will, I'll, I'll chuck that in, in, in the show notes. But um, he, he, yeah, he's a, he's a funny guy. I know that that was um, one of the starting points. Um, but you also, um, you had a, uh, like, I think this is a couple of the people we're um, interviewing. Um, I think there's a bit of a synergy who they all had, very good jobs. They had corporate jobs. They had um, a secure income, um, yeah. and but something I don't know whether it's the gut, the stomach, intuition, but something you knew something wasn't right. Do you want to maybe just um, tell our listeners a little bit about maybe your your history or how that all came about? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, I had a very international upbringing. Even though I'm originally from Finland, I kind of grew up in four or five different countries. And um, so it's kind of natural for me to also go abroad and actually, well, come to London to, to study then. And uh, I started studying kind of the general business management stuff um, because, as I said, I thought psychology was a bit too focused on the negative, so I didn't want to fully immerse myself in it. And then it was kind of natural to just follow that career path and go into this 
big international corporation that also offered a lot of international opportunities. So I worked in a few different countries with them. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically, whenever I was in a new position in that company, because it was kind of a, a rotation scheme. So you were one year in one country, then one year in another country. And um, every like six months, I was thinking, like the first six months were quite exciting, quite fun, still learning a lot. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm getting a bit bored now. This isn't really interesting anymore. Something's not right. And it just kept happening again and again. And I just realized, well, okay, something's really not right. I really need to think about what is it that I actually want. Mm. And when I started to think about, you know, my managers and the people above them and, you know, I don't know, the, the, the guy who led the company. And I was just thinking, well, I don't want to be them, actually. I don't want to get to that place. And then I started to really think, well, if I don't want to progress in this company or, or even in this industry, you know, what am I doing here? Um, and along that same time, so it was Sean Aker's book, The Happiness Advantage, that came along. So that kind of introduced me to positive psychology. And I was like, wow, this is fascinating. This is amazing. I really need to get into that. And at the same time, I had actually this coaching session, um, which was provided by the company, but they basically told us to use the coaching whatever we wanted for in terms of our personal development. And so I said, well, I need to figure out how I want my career to go. And it was in that coaching session that he really allowed me to be honest and he really challenged me about what, way, what made my life worth living and what is it that I actually truly wanted and what was like my ideal situation or scenario in five years' time. And in that session, I just had this kind of eureka moment that, okay, I know exactly where I'm going to be in five years' time. I want to, you know spend most of my time helping people become happier and better performance through this new positive psychology that I've just discovered um, and then have enough time and energy and flexibility to also pursue this Olympic ambition, as you mentioned, with, with um, riding my horses. Mickey, um, is it Mickey? Yeah, Mickey, that's Mickey. right. <laughs> yeah, um, and then after that coaching session, I started taking all these little steps. Um, so I was still in my, uh, my corporate job and then alongside it, I, you know, I set up my Happyologist blog, which then now is obviously a fully-fledged business. Um, I did a coaching accreditation, and I went on to study the master's in positive psychology. So it was all these little steps. And with every step, I felt kind of more sure that I was on the right path and more confident. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm so glad, well, so grateful for that coaching session and for Sean Aker, because those, those were really the two things that spiraled me into, into where I am today. That's amazing. And um, one of um, uh, this, this is a couple of these points have been mentioned on sort of previous interviews, but some of them are so powerful. I, I, I feel it would be like doing a disservice if we didn't like bring them up again. But um, yeah. one of the big things which sort of jumped at me from your book and listening to some of your other interviews and podcasts yeah. was um, this idea that, you know, it's, this this challenge the commonly held myth that we need to follow our passion or find our passion follow our like our one passion like everyone's got that their thing yeah. um and actually what what you what you say is that actually it's not about finding that one passion that's limiting it's actually about living a life full of passion and bringing yeah. passion into everything you do um yeah. can you maybe just like elaborate on that yeah no definitely um obviously that's one of my favorite topics <laughs> i haven't written a book on it um yeah, I mean, it started really with that. My it's a great name as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Screw finding your passion. Yeah, a bit more controversial. <laughs> um, yeah, well, because I've always been fascinated by passion, and I'm a very passionate person in general. And you know, in the beginning as well, I start. I tried to like follow my passion, and so for example, with with my love for horses, I originally went to study in the horse university, so to say, and. 
in actually in three months time, I realized, wow, this is actually killing my passion. I'm not enjoying it anymore. And I'm like, okay, I need to step back and think, okay, this is maybe, maybe this is the wrong approach to passion. And similarly, again, when I started to go, um, was in my corporate career and was, you know, doing well and progressing and learning and growing, but still felt something was missing. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm not feeling any passion at all anymore. Um, and, and that's when, when I basically then did my positive psychology studies, I thought it was, completely natural for me to really research it and explore it and and that's exactly what I found in my research that all these people that I interviewed that they didn't choose like like you say to limit one passion to one activity um, because often when that when people do that they become so obsessive about it that they actually forget to to include all these other things in their life which help their fulfillment and help their success um, and their happiness levels because they're so obsessed about this one thing and they're kind of everything in their life is dependent on that thing's success. Um, and that can be very dangerous for you. And again, research has started to show that now as well. Um, so yeah, so when I then started to explore this, um, this new side to passion, and, and I really discovered there were these kind of five things that help you live your whole life with passion. Um, and maybe I can give a, a quick overview. Of yeah, that. no, absolutely. Yeah. We're going to, yeah, I was going to, I was going to, we're going to, we're going to come to that in a bit as in, I was definitely going to reference that. So yeah, that'd be fantastic. Okay, perfect. Cool. Um, yeah. So basically with this, this whole idea of living your whole life with passion, um, there are kind of five things that help you tap into that positive passion energy that's inside of you. Because I think that's also the first kind of misbelief around it because people think that passion is tied to one activity or one thing but no passion is that, so can i say one thing as in yeah. just that that point alone as in um as in it, when when i when i heard you, when you heard you read that that it doesn't have to be that one thing it was yeah. a very liberating thing because i mean i even personally i've been sort of struggling with like, what's the, what is it what is it i mean i've got I've, yeah. it's got to be like that one thing and because yeah. i've got so many interests and so many passions yeah. they're actually trying to sort of pigeonhole or feel like a bit boxed in um, I've got to decide what's my one thing and it's going to be my one thing for the next 10 years. And yeah. it was, it was a bit, you know, so when you're saying actually it doesn't need to be that one thing, it was like, oh, you know, fantastic. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Because like, in essence, like we, there's, we love variety, you know, humans are very dynamic. We like tapping into different types of things. So it's not very natural for us to tie every, like our whole passion energy into one thing. Um, so yeah, so definitely I think, I think that, yeah, well, obviously, as I mentioned in my book, the way to go is to really learn how to tap into that passion in kind of all these little things that you really enjoy doing. Um, so, yeah, so going into like the, the five kind of keys that really unlock that passion. Uh, and the first is really understanding kind of your authentic self and connecting with it. So this is a lot to do with, with your values and your beliefs and being, you know, proud of your background, where you come from you know, appreciating where you are today and how kind of your past has shaped you today. Um, and it's a lot to do with understanding how these values are shaping your decisions now, um, because that basically makes you realize why you're doing things. Um, and that really brings me to that second key, which is really about having purpose with everything that you do. So it's about making meaningful connections to everything that you do. And, and again, when people talk about purpose and meaning, they get kind of overshadowed by this idea that, oh, I need to work to, you know, cure cancer or abolish poverty. But, but no, because meaning is very personal to you and you can create meaningful connections wherever you go. You know, you can 
You can create meaningful connections with the person serving coffee at Starbucks just by being kind to them and, you know, giving them a smile, you know, spreading positive energy. So there's so many ways that you can create meaning in your life, which is completely unique to you. And it, maybe it's not meaningful to someone else. And that's completely okay because it's your own personal thing, your own personal purpose. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the second key element of really unlocking that passion, really understanding the why behind what you do um, and really thinking about this idea of, of how you're making your mark on the world and creating some kind of positive impact. Um, you know, even it is like with, with like I said, the, the, you know, the, the guy serving coffee at Starbucks because you can create positive impact wherever you go. So it's up to you to decide how you want to do that. Yeah. Um, and then I, think the you, third, I think you said on one thing that you have... Uh, with every um, interaction, you know, day to day, whether it's, you know, like you said, the person in Starbucks, whether it's somebody crossing the road, you, you have a decision whether you can make uh, that person's like that you can make that person's day that little bit better. If, if your goal is to make every interaction, you know, make their day just a little bit better or something, if, even if that's just your goal or your purpose. Um, yeah. I love that idea of just, you know, every every human interaction, you've got that you've got the choice of even making their day that little bit brighter, or that little bit, you know, less bright. And so even that is a, is a great purpose in itself you know yeah exactly definitely yeah no I totally with you. I'm totally with you on that <laughs> um and then yeah the third key so that's really about being on this continuous journey of learning and growth so you really try and aim for I call it mastering your life so becoming the best version of you that you can be so every day you're looking at new opportunities to challenge yourself to try something new to really grow and develop because every day there's probably you know hundreds of opportunities on front of us so we really need to take them um, and really go with them go at go at them like with full power because again that's how we get that passion energy going because you know, humans, we love adventure. We love growing. When we're growing, we are at our happiest. Um, and when we're growing, then again, it, tying to that purpose, then we'll be able to create um, more positive impact and be even more effective with the purpose that we want. And so I think learning and, and growing and continuously in all different aspects of your life is, is really key when it comes to, to living that passionate life. Um, and then the fourth element, uh, which is one of my favorites, is really with connecting with your tribe. Yeah. And when I talk about tribe, I really talk about the people who really inspire you and encourage you. Um, you know, they bring you up when you're feeling a bit down. And equally, you bring them up when maybe they're feeling down. Um, and they're kind of your strong support network that really helps you to keep going and they really believe in you just as much um, as you believe in yourself and often they often believe in you almost sometimes even more which is so important because Your personal cheerleaders yeah exactly exactly um, and it's so important because again as humans we're very social creatures but in today's fast-paced society we've kind of forgotten that a bit and there's there's nothing more important in this world than than our relationships. Um, I mean, yes, to live a passionate lives and and to live happy, fulfilled lives, um, but also to really you know create meaningful connections with people um, because again, that's something that keeps that positive passion energy alive. Um, and then last but not least, the the fifth really key um, to unlocking your passion is really understanding how to use your strengths. And when I talk about strengths, these are kind of your natural abilities, things that are really innate in you, something that you've probably been good at all your life and they've just come so easily to you. You know, people often praise you when you've used them, but you haven't even noticed that you've put them into practice because they just come so easily and subconsciously and naturally to you. Um, 
And the key here is also variety with your strengths. So again, not tying using your strengths to one specific thing, um, but trying to use it in a few different ways. Um, so for example, one of my strengths is I'm, you know, quite a good communicator. Um, so I like to do, you know, things like this, like podcasts, and I like to write as well. Uh, and then I like to do talks and I like to do um, workshops. So I'm using my communication skills in lots of different ways, you know, from, you know, videos and podcasts and presenting to people. So I'm putting that into practice in lots of different ways. So I think that's really key when it comes to, you know, acknowledging your natural strengths and really celebrating them. And then also really expanding on the different mediums kind of you can use them in. Amazing. So is, is, is it too simplistic to be like, um, so I mean, a life filled with a life absolutely filled with passion and a passion, you know, a passion led life equals happiness and fulfillment and so the logical question is so how do we lead a passion-filled life so if we follow those five steps yeah then i mean one equals the other which equals happiness i mean is is, is it is it as simple as that yeah i mean i definitely think so um because in a way just like happiness is actually a choice so is passion so yeah. kind of the the more you choose happiness and the more you kind of appreciate the good and the um, yeah, and really focus on the positive things in your life, kind of engage in an optimistic mindset, the easier it is for you to be passionate. And equally, the more passionate you are, the easier it is for you to then, you know, choose all these different keys that unlock your passion. And they're two, those two are so interlinked, you know, they're constantly fueling each other. It's kind of like this passion happy spiral that kind of goes and then everything's just reinforcing um, itself in that spiral. So yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think that's the way to go. Fantastic. And I, I think one thing that's um, quite um, interesting is that when you start when you start using words like sort of um yeah happy and positivity and people like some people you know, might think oh no what what are they on to now but what's interesting is there's so much science and research behind this i mean it's could you just maybe just say like you know what you know what are even some of the benefits of like li living a life with passion you know there's you know the health benefits for example yeah. it's actually it's scientifically proven you know isn't yeah. it yeah i mean there's there's so much research now that people just can't run away from it anymore. <laughs> um, and like, you know, quoting, quoting back to like Sean Aker, like it's not success that fuels happiness, but happiness that fuels success. Because naturally when we are happy, uh, when we are our happiest selves, um, so starting with the health benefits, you know, our stress levels are lower, our blood pressure is lower, our heart is stronger, our immune system is kind of gets this boost. So there are all these different health benefits that we immediately get just by being happy. I mean, even the act of just smiling and even forcing a smile <laughs> starts to release these happy chemicals in your brain, which naturally immediately make you more positive and boost your immune system. So even like forcing a smile can create like fake happiness that turns into real happiness very quickly. Um, so, I mean, the health benefits is one thing. Then there's everything to do with basically business as well. And that's why I think I'm starting to work so much more with businesses now as well, because they're starting to realize happy employees are productive employees because when they're happy, they're much more creative because when you're happier, you basically activate all the learning centers in your brain. So you have more access to your brain power. So obviously you're going to be able to be more 
you know, come up with more ideas. And if you're faced with a challenge, it's much more easier to come up with, with, with a new solution because you're actually accessing more of your brain and being more creative. Um, and then also, you're going to be much more proactive because you're actually more confident. You believe in yourself. When we're positive, we're not only positive about the outside world, but we're also positive about ourselves, which is a big challenge for a lot of us because naturally we're quite self-critical and we're almost our own worst enemy. Yeah. And that's why happiness really helps us believe in ourselves and appreciate ourselves and, and put our, you know, our skills and our natural strengths to, to good use. Um, yeah, and it also makes us resilient. That's a big one. Uh, because when we're happier, we're much more resilient to stress, meaning that when stress comes and faces us, we're, we're less overwhelmed by it. You know, our health isn't affected as much by it as, as if it would be if we were already unhappy. Um, and equally, we'll be able to quick ba um, bounce back quicker from challenges or failures or, you know, learnings. And we can really put a positive light um, on things that may seem negative, but we can actually use as a learning experience so we can actually progress and grow from it. And that's really interesting. And I think, um, I think nowadays, a lot of the things that we, we, we often just look at the, um, I might, we often just look at the, the symptoms or we look at the outside things and try and work out the problem. But actually, yeah. whether you're talking about health or success or relationships, actually look, coming back to the actual, the core and what is causing those things. I think that's, yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, and another thing that um, I would just like to quickly ask you about is um, how uh, one thing is, I, f I found it um, in interesting. You're talking about uh, strengths and how we often yeah. we often focus on our weaknesses and we're often trying to improve uh, and yeah improve our weaknesses rather than just playing to our strengths. Um, and you, you talked about uh, a thing which I think will be about the sending a, an email to 30 people, uh, yeah. past, present. Um, can you just maybe just explain that to um, our listeners? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, so maybe just to ch touch on quickly what you said about our kind of focus on weaknesses. And this is especially common, again, like in organizations, every time we have a performance review or something, we immediately jump into what's not going well. Um, and that's like so counterproductive because we are at our best, um, both in happiness and in performance when we're actually focusing our strengths. And the more we focus on our strengths and the things we're naturally good at, the more actually we're also subconsciously starting to develop our weaknesses. But the key is really focusing on those strengths um, to make that happen. And yeah, a great kind of strengths exercise to get like an outside perspective of, of what really people value and appreciate you, in you is, um, you know, set up some kind of free uh, Google survey or, or SurveyMonkey or one of these free survey tools and just put like one question there that says, what are my three best qualities? And then three empty boxes. Um, and then send that link to basically 30 people from your past and present. Uh, so, you know, even your old, like, uh, students and teachers from high school to professors in university to, um, you know, I don't know, sports coaches to your family members to your old friends to new friends, um, you know, your current colleagues, if you can, like, and, and really just ask them, so what do you think are my three best qualities? Um, and, you know, a lot of people are afraid of doing this because I'm like, oh, what are people going to think? And just say, you know, <laughs> I'm just doing a little bit of an experiment to, you know, explore, um, yeah, who I am and kind of how people perceive me. Um, and yeah, and, and when you start to get these responses in, I mean, one, it's amazing. It's so uplifting because you actually start to, uh, will get all this positive feedback about how people see you. And secondly, it can be quite self-revealing because you're like, 
oh, wow. Oh, I didn't realize, you know, that's how I come across. And oh, that's really cool. And I didn't really think of that. And then like from those 30 responses, you can start to kind of create a summary of like, you know, top five strengths or something from all the different qualities that people have put on there. And, and it's really great because it really shines light on, on, on your best <coughs> self and, and really gives you a little bit of a confidence boost and helps you appreciate yourself as well. So yeah, so I think that's a great exercise to try. Because also we often, um, even, even if they're completely staring us in the face and uh, the things that are just come naturally to us. We, we often don't actually appreciate them when we take them for granted. We just assume, oh, of course, anyone can do that. But yeah. actually, a lot of the things which are just, you know, come completely easy to us, often our greatest strengths that we can't actually necessarily see, even though they're staring us in the face. Yeah, completely, definitely. It reminded me of um, uh, something called, um, th- which I did um, a while ago, this wealth dynamics test, where often when you're, 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 doing, um, you're doing work, which is just exhausting and you hate it and it feels like it's going on forever you're playing you're trying to just do stuff which you just you don't like you don't enjoy but then when you're in flow you could be doing it all day long you know yeah. you're, you're you're in your element you're playing to your strengths and so yeah. we spend so much time just focusing on just improving our weaknesses rather than really just singing and like elevating our strengths so um it was, it was fantastic seeing um you know you, you talk about that as well yeah <laughs> Um, now we, we, we have a couple of speed round questions just to kind of finish off. But um, yeah. I think actually the, the first question which I ask most of my guests, I mean, just from everything you've said, and I pretty much, you know, you've already come kind of talked and touched about this, but what, what does a fulfilled life mean to you? Yeah, I think a fulfilled life to me definitely means um, living this life with passion. So coming back to those five um, keys, so really connecting with your authentic self, appreciating it, um, having your purpose and understanding it, really continuously learning and growing forever and ever, um, connecting with those people that, that really encourage and inspire you and really putting those strengths to good use. Um, I think those are the five things that really, really make life the, the most fulfilling that it could be. I love that. And um, what is, what's one thing that our listeners can do today that will have a massive positive effect on their lives? Um, well, I think uh, other than the strengths exercise that, that we talked about, um, I think the best way to kind of start delving into positive psychology and into positive thinking is to really get in touch with appreciation. Um, and I think the best way to do that, uh, there's, well, there's a study that's, well, there's so many studies that have been done around appreciation, but there's this one exercise that seems to be the most powerful, which is basically for 21 days, every evening, Finish the day by writing three things that you were grateful for in that day. Um, and the reason to do it for 21 days is because that's kind of the average day mark. They say it starts to become into a habit. Um, and you'll see that over those 21 days, you start to actually look for things that you're grateful for because you're already anticipating the list making in the evening. And you're like, ooh, what can I be grateful for today? And by by basically re rewiring your brain you actually start to um start to see how much there is to be grateful for um so i think that's one thing to definitely try and that's the, actually the first exercise i did as well going into positive psychology and it was a complete um yeah life changer because i'm a completely trained optimist i'm i'm not a natural optimist at, at all so i've trained myself to become one and that was one of the first things i did i love that and um yeah i, I can i can completely i can i can second that just um if, if you know that, so, you know, you're, you're constantly having to write just a couple of things or a few things that you're grateful for, then you start seeing it and you start appreciating the little things as well. Things when yeah. you're just, which you're just going through your normal day, you just, you know, even just, you know, 
it's a blue sky or uh, I'm healthy or start, you know, even those small things. And actually by starting to appreciate the little things, then that gratitude is almost like a ripple effect, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And um, finally, um, if if you had just one book um, that you'd recommend, what would it be? Um, I mean, you can have two if you want. (laughs) (laughs) You saw that coming. (laughs) I I mean, I would definitely recommend Sean Akers, The Happiness Advantage, because that was the game changer for me. Um, And I mean, like you mentioned, his TED Talk. I mean, it's 10 minutes, so it's it's amazing. And I watch it again and again because it is so hilarious. It really is. He's he's a great guy. The unicorn. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, yeah, Amy the unicorn. Yeah. and uh, and the second book, well, I would love, of course, people to delve into my passion book as well. So screw finding your passion, um, because I think it is it kind of gives a great overview of, of how to really live that fulfilling life. Um, and I think it also marries well into Sean Aker's happiness advantage, giving a, a little bit of a different perspective, but still on the same lines of of choosing passion and, and choosing happiness, basically. Absolutely. And I'll put that, I'm going to link everything up in the show notes. So we'll definitely have a link to, um, to your book there. And um, last but not least, how, how can people stay in touch with you? Um, what's, you know, people can, you know, maybe send them to your website or Twitters or what's the best way? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, please come visit my website. I also run um, a free uh, bi-weekly newsletter. So you can sign up to that and get kind of extra happiness tips. So that's uh, happyologist.co.uk. Uh, and I've got a Facebook page as well. So if you search for happyologist, it'll come up. Um, and of course, I'm on Twitter as well, uh, which is a little bit more complicated name. It's Suski H. It's a Finnish nickname. So that's S-U-S-K-Y-H. Um, and that's the same um, username I have on Instagram as well. So those are the best way to, um, to connect with me. Thank you so, so much. It's been uh, fascinating talking to you. I've, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll try and somehow uh, like try and get you back on one day because I've, we've just touching the surface yeah. of the kind of stuff I want to talk about. That was probably the hardest like, 30 minutes of my life. I was like, yeah. I had like a page of research and then I had to get it down just to actually go and focus. But um, it's, been, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for giving up um, your time and, um, uh, yeah, and happy, uh, happy returns. Yes, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> See you later. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye.